This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G, standing six foot two, 310 pounds. That's right, this number is going up from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's John Debris. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, from A Star is Born. That's a dated reference. Oh, yeah, it's dated. Mr. Randall Savage, nice of you to stop by. Abortion is healthcare, brother. You're right, and thank you. That's usually Jackson Maine's line, but Macho Man is here now due to a bad impression. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my name is Helen co-host Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout-out. Arthur's actually in the living room snoring. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, first-time guest, known this dude for a long time, the host of Black Guys on White Movies, it's Aaron Covington. Uh, oh, uh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some reason, I assumed you weren't going to match the energy. <laughs> well, yeah, I could, uh, I could try. Uh, ladies, and <laughs> I got to lean into like a deeper, deeper thing. Aaron is I'm such a, a chill dude. more of a quiet storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like, He's, and ladies and gentlemen, here is a, you know, ooh, a little midnight storm. Yeah. You're listening to the Midnight Storm with Aaron Covington. Right. Get ready. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm, uh, we were catching up a little before we started recording, man, but I, I, hadn't, seen, I hadn't seen you in a hot minute. Um, glad to hear you're doing okay. We're out there on the picket lines uh, praying for it to end and, you know, yeah. end with with for good reasons uh not you know not kowtowing but let's you know we got by the time this com- episode comes out the whole world will have known what happened i'm I'm, re- I'm batch recording early in the summer so i can since i'm striking on writing and acting potentially i might right, as well just right. also not be podcasting and do and just ha- enjoy yeah, yeah load up once. load up dog load up on the Load up on the pods. We got to keep working. We got to keep fresh. <laughs> Stay hustling. You know? And then that way when the strike ends, yeah. I'm like, I'm very available. I got three months of pods in the bank. Let's go. Hire me for exactly. some shit. Because, <laughs> you know, as soon as it ends, we'll all be working immediately. Yeah, that's how. Oh, I was <laughs> working immediately when it started. Yeah, like that's right. that's what's really funny is everyone's like, "Man, it sucks." I'm like, I actually haven't had a WGA paycheck in like five years, so I'm Gucci. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've adjusted to life without it. But the SAG shit is what scares it scares me even more. I mean, it all sucks. Yeah. Uh, but we're not here to bitch about that. We're here to bitch about streaming technology, which kind of weirdly ties in a little bit with. Uh, the top like talking about striking and stuff because we're of the generation of physical media and i admit to jumping right. on like oh hell yeah streaming this is rad you know like all the shit is on my computer whenever i want it now we're like learning that it's not and no that not, feels not. fucking crazy <laughs> and you know i was it took me a while to really even buy movies for on streaming like on itunes or anything I like resisted. It's not like I was loading up on DVDs. I guess I just wasn't owning a whole bunch of stuff. But then like I started doing the podcast. Actually, when I kind of got in the industry, it was like, oh, we want a movie like this or like that or an update of this or whatever. So I started buying them. It was just easier to do, right? To write an outline or something and have the movie right there. 
Yeah, that's now, I mean the convenience is what got us all, right? Where you were like, Yeah, the convenience. Fuck, this movie's not anywhere. All right, I'll buy it on oh, I can rent it on iTunes for three bucks. So I could buy it for nine. I'll just buy it, you know, and then you just have like this random shit on your hard drive. But that doesn't mean we fully own it anymore, which is fucking crazy. Exactly. But I made it a point not to buy like not to start a collection. That's <laughs> like what, I was like, yeah, I wasn't I gonna buy like thing. all my favorites. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. I, I'm so because we both host uh, movie podcasts outside of this too. I host an action movies uh, podcast called The Action Boys, and mm-hmm. I find myself having to rent movies to watch them that I own on DVD, but they're all in storage because. Now, this all ties yeah. in together. I live in a tiny fucking apartment, and I can't have my 400 Blu-rays at access, so they're buried. But now I find myself being like, oh, I'm spending $4 to watch uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and I know I own this, but I just can't. I don't feel like going out into the that's fucking the storage unit. Yeah. That's but that's why worst. I won't do a collection either, because I dream of someday of having like that wall of DVDs like every fucking yeah. Uh, gentleman of around our age has always dreamed of, like with the fucking sliding yeah. ladder, like it's an ancient oh li- like uh, Indiana Jones library or some shit. That's kind of another part of it is like the creativity of the storage and showing off, like, oh, look at this, and your ceiling drops down, and there's another three hundred <laughs> DVDs or something. Yeah. People have different kind of ways. That shit's like, so a- rad. In my old yeah. apartment in Brooklyn, my DVDs were color coded because Tiffany, my wife, was so adamant about Brilliant. how it looked. So the it looked mad good on the shelf, but I'd be like, "Babe, where's this movie?" Like I would do alphabetical you order or director or genre, but she got so like crazy. She'd be like, "It's a green cover. Search the green section." I'd be like, "Holy shit, she's right!" <laughs> like she had to she, learn that if if she wanted to keep the color coded system. <laughs> oh man, she could have had a TV show organizing like that. Yeah, dude, that's some Marie Kondo shit. Um, I totally. it looked it looked fly as hell on the wall, but it just was kind of, uh, you know, I I'd prefer to be like yeah. director or like genre or like homework, like real movies and fun movies. Like I, I would do some dumb ass fucking like right, right. No, you have to make it accessible for everybody, yeah. not just your specific like oh uh, orange movies, you know. <laughs> right. and then movies get so copycat it's like half action movies are blue and orange isn't that a thing right where it's yeah. like they all use the same colors <laughs> or like how that someone pointed out that like in the 90s and early 2000s like all these comedies were like through a woman's legs like she's like standing yeah. and all the main characters and it's like all the horny oh comedies God. are like there's so yeah. many that a woman's legs frames the characters and then like the 40 year old virgin where it's just like the main character's head. Like I'm a goofy actor. Like that was also yeah. a genre forever. Yeah. That's the big one. Yeah. The through the legs is crazy. It's just a crazy thought that they were like, guys are so horny, man. And just I get know. a girl. And then people got cell phones and started taking upskirt pics. And it's like, where did, <laughs> why are you doing that? It's cause my whole life I've been seeing <laughs> guys looking up skirts on DVD colors. No wonder people are creeps. We're selling creepers. Creepers. Yeah, we, we're designed to be creeps based on the shit. Yeah. Like I always think about that. I grew up watching so much like pro cop, pro fat, like just being like a twelve yeah. year old boy who's like internal affairs. Let him do his job. Like I don't have like yeah. yes, shoot that mugger in the back. And it's like wait, now yeah. as a grown up, I'm like I think that was priming me. And I'm like one of the few people who was able to remove themselves from that. Now it's still like mad heads are like. 
that's the answer. We got to go back to Vietnam. And it's like, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> the criminals, the bad, you know, um, I actually know a couple of people that have extensive DVD collections. One is my sister. Oh, hell yeah. Her and her husband have like, they have the wall. That's just like, it's gotta be 150, 200 DVDs. And then they have collectibles and stuff and comics and book. Like they have it all organized. Oh, that's in rad. their den. And it's amazing. And this guy I went to school with, John Conway, to shout out, you know, shout out to Fred. He he but his collection is like classic movies for he has like the criterion of collections. Oh, and he's got it sorted he's in one like of his own way. Yeah, that's rad though. Yeah. I like that shit. It's amazing. He has you could be like, I know a director from nineteen sixty three. He did an obscure he'd be like, I got that. I got that, man. You think I didn't have that? <laughs> I have two oh. copies of that. I don't even know why. <laughs> yeah, you but I take got two one to go. <laughs> this one's yours. Yeah. yeah, my buddy Pat Walsh, for, uh, former guest of the podcast, a very funny dude, has a fucking wall of DVDs. And like when I'm over his house, I just like stare at it. And he's like, "Well, if you want to borrow one, let me know." And I'm like, "That feels like too much pressure to like have to return a DVD to a friend." Like it gets to yeah. that point where I'm yeah. like, "Oh, if I really <laughs> want to borrow this, I, should, I feel like I should just buy it and own it." You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you borrow. Do I should should I sign something? There's like a sacredness to somebody's wall of DVDs. Yeah, yeah. I should don't want to disturb. I should be like, I'm gonna put a reminder in my phone. Hey Siri, remind me in three days. Return this shit to Pat. (laughs) Return uncommon valor with Gene Hackman to Pat. Oh shit, Siri's activated over here. Whoops. (laughs) That bitch is always listening. I got to put it on. Do not disturb. Always. Always. Yeah. Like, are you? I am not a vinyl guy currently i want to be i just don't have the space for even a record player really but the more i think about it like like music was the first thing to go like i held on to my dvds and blu-rays for longer than i held on to my cds my cds went i like i i remember i think when i moved from brooklyn to here or maybe even from one brooklyn apartment to another i fucking put everything in like a binder, all the discs and binders jammed as many of the books as I could in and just tossed like 500 jewel cases, man. And, and I, yeah. and I wish I had, I wish I had them in just one single box right now. Like that would be so sick to look through. Yeah. I had like three major purges. One was like after undergrad and I was like, you know, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, so from undergrad was in Ohio to moving out here to LA, there was a big purge. And it's like dropping books off at the library. A lot of stuff got thrown away. DVDs from college gone. Then there was a purge after film school out here where I was like kind of couch surfing and just trying to find. And I like had it really slim down. And I made like bringing a fucking trunk full of DVDs from like a couch surf to couch surf situation starts to be like, uh, hey, Aaron, we don't mind having you here. But there's like six, six waist high piles of boxes in the living room. (laughs) Yeah, maybe just a duffel bag. 50 pound bins. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. So I was at Amoeba (laughs) trying to sell them. And you only get like it doesn't matter how many you have. They're not going to give you more than 20, 25 dollars. No matter how many you have, you'd like 200 DVDs. Good condition. It's like, man, what do we no so you get no money and then there was maybe another one in there but like deep like physical media used to be a gift you could give that as a gift it yeah, ruined now, the whole part of gift someone, giving right now if you give it to someone someone's like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this a lot of people don't even have like a disc drive in their house like a way to they, watch they don't even DVD. have they, they i don't even know fucking, what to sorry go, bro. go ahead i was, I was saying, like I they don't even know what to do a, with it i was just 
<laughs> we're gonna keep doing my bad. <laughs> we're so cute. This meat cute is ridiculous. Yeah. You go, Aaron. Well, this for is, real. This is this is the big guy meat cute. You know, you you think you're sizing it at the beginning, but I'm taller and bigger than you. Yeah, and people I know. people need to know that. You know, this is a yeah, hefty podcast. This is a lot of weight. This is why we couldn't do it in person. We don't have the structural integrity in any of the buildings for the two of us to get in there together. <laughs> yeah, I remember because I only knew you from social media for a while, and then we ran into each other in person at like Comic Con or something like that. And you were like, "Yo, Gabrus," oh, and right. I was like, "And I was like, holy shit!" And I was like, "Oh, I get why your name is Bear Cove now because you are making <laughs> me look small." <laughs> Oh, but yeah, man. was that Comic-Con or like some sort of convention or some shit? We were both just flying solo dolo and ran into each other. I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was it was Comic-Con, like 2017 maybe. Yeah. Uh, and we, I, and I yeah. was like, oh, shit. And when you meet someone in, in real life who you only know from a profile picture and then they are a fucking gentle giant, it's like, oh, hell yeah, that rules. <laughs> it feels good to be <laughs> a, a fucking fellow big boy out here in these streets. Well, of course, I had, I had seen you perform a lot. You know? Oh, yeah. So you knew I was UCB big, but not stages. big enough. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's he's kind of big, big-ish. Yeah, that's why I should be hanging out with you more often, man. I should just be feel like I need to feel not big every once in a while. It's a nice treat. You know, it's a rarity right. that I meet someone that makes me feel small. And that's always a blast. It always feels yeah. it's always a refreshing uh, dash. It's always in the hug. You know, yeah, it's that's when you a feel. hug where people really feel like, <laughs> you know, I give a hug and then people like their head tilts and the tilt is like comfort. It's like, oh, oh, <laughs> right, here we are. We're in bed now. <laughs> a vertical <laughs> mattress. Our titties are pressed firmly together. And this is cozy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, dude, I did mad purges along the way, too. And I want to get back into vhs and that oh, shit is bro. like i watch so many old movies now and vhs has got such a distinct great box art and cool fucking and so many movies i'm like i, I think i gotta get a vcr again but then i i really need to move like i need to like move out of la and get like like a, a storage shed yeah. or something i need like i need one of those like detached garages where like you know, like when you meet one of your like wealthier friends and they're like, oh, yeah, my office is out here. It's a separate room in my backyard. Like, that's the shit I need. Right. Filled with fucking uh, VHS and Blu-rays and I'll have a fucking field day. It's true, man. I, I look at everything we lost with um, physical media. One is a gift. The gift giving. It's like, hey, happy birthday. Here's, uh, you know, Avengers or whatever somebody's yeah. into. Right. The price point that is was, like perfect. Like other like between twenty and thirty dollars, it's like no one's gonna be like, you didn't have to, but they're like, Oh, cool, yeah, I do love this movie or whatever. And you could give a gift and somebody wouldn't watch it. You might not ever watch it, but you were never like, I'm mad that you got me a D D V D. Especially if it was your favorite actor or somebody. Like you got me a Denzel movie, I'm like, This is great. Yeah, even I John Q, maybe my least favorite John... Denzel movie ever. <laughs> but I'll still Q. be happy to have it in the fucking oeuvre. Put it up there right in between Training Day and uh, um, Inside Man. Those are two of my favorites. Oh, Although, hey, great ones. Uh, he's so fucking good. Uh, he's, I just rewatched Courage Under Fire. I hadn't watched it in so long. Oh, and it 90s fucking, classic. Yeah, he's so good in it. I mean, everyone's on fire in that movie, but he's... Like, I mean, he's he's just like good in everything in a way that is like comical. Like I, right. my, I showed my wife Unstoppable because her dad 
it was Father's Day. Her dad has passed away and was a train conductor. I'm like, oh, if you've never seen Unstoppable, and it's just fucking Denzel, Chris Pine, and a train, and the movie fucking rules. And it got me so hyped on Denzel that I went back and like watched, and I was like, I've watched Carnage Under Fire since it came out, and I like, he's just like. He's all bangers, top to bottom. John Q, a, a stinker, but it's not his fault at all. He like can still shine in that whack ass movie. John Q and Roman J. Israel, and he was a oh, weird, that was kind yes. of a weird movie. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh <laughs> fuck, man! I think I have to. I have to give both of those movies another shot. That's something random that I've been talking about a lot lately. Is like rewatching now that so many movies suck. Like going back and rewatching movies <laughs> I thought sucked in my twenties. I'm like. Oh, you know what? This is actually not that bad. <laughs> like this is like yeah. compared to fucking Thor: Love and Thunder. It, this is a nice treat. They have real extras and uh, they're on location somewhere. This movie feels oh, what a yeah. gritty look at New York. What, that's such an appeal rather than like a green screen room in Atlanta. So like yeah. it's so. Re- I've been. I, I think it's time to revisit John Q and, and revisit John Q. Roman. I mean, that's a that's gonna be a tough one, but. And, and it's, it's the same thing with CDs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jack, going to be a tough one, man. CDs are the same because, like, get in a CD, open up the packaging, and then you had the book. There's no booklet anymore. That was a whole yeah. thing. And you didn't – I didn't know what, if it didn't have the lyrics, it would just be, like, all the people that worked on the album. And I didn't know any of that – what any of that meant, you know? Yeah. Except, like, written by. But it would be like, this guy's playing bass, so this guy recorded and at this studio – but you would like devour those notes as if it was like like an Easter egg in a movie. You're like, what does this mean? Recorded in New York. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. If there was some like fun little weird Easter egg in there too, that you would be like, oh, yo, did you know on like the third, like that art is actually done by the bassist or whatever? Like that kind of yeah. shit. The lyrics were like a dream. Like I would just like, the second I got home, you would just like, Put put your put it the CD in your boombox and then oh, and like li- read along while you listen to try to like learn the lyrics to like especially if it's hip hop you're like okay I gotta learn yeah. this like <laughs> you gotta, gotta get those raps down and you would like it would be appointment listening like if an album comes out now I'm only putting it on as I'm doing something else but when yes. I got a new CD I would stop what I was, I was like I have a new CD or a cassette everything else is paused I'm spending the next hour. With the Walkman, skips and everything, just just right. doing that, you know. Yo, you're right, cause like, I, I put on the new the Killer Mike on Spotify on a drive with my wife, and I was, and we yeah. were early to an event. I'm like, well, let's just stay in the car and like listen to a few more of the songs and finish up the album. And I was like, man, when's the last time I put on a full fucking album and just listened to it straight through? I couldn't even tell you that. Even when like a band or a, a, an artist I like drops a new album, I still find it hard to like sit down and pointedly listen to it. I'll like throw it yeah. on and like go to the gym with it playing and then like let it play through once or twice and be like, but you don't know. And like, if you're listening on Spotify or whatever, you like, I used, you used to know it's like track four on yeah. this now it's like track numbers don't fucking matter to me like Doesn't i have matter. no uh, yeah i'm like what's the one with like that's like, i got like the the sample of it like you don't even know like the names of so like i used to know the names of songs i barely know the fucking names of songs now like i because i you, like you used to just be like the second an album came out that you wanted you'd go wait in line at sam goody or tower records whatever uh-huh. buy that shit yep. and then you'd come home and listen to it commit the fucking set list to memory commit the lyrics to memory if you could I remember. Yeah. I specifically remember 
uh, Beastie Boys Ill Communication came out and I wanted to learn uh, memorize the lyrics to Sure Shot and I <laughs> had it just playing on my boombox over and over again to the point where my mom came and yelled at me and I remember I had to plug in like airplane level shitty headphones <laughs> into my boombox and I was still like eh, like my Rod Carew uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. like just learning it and You're I was like, like now I can't even like learn lines for an audition of a job I really want. Like my brain is broken yeah. in a way. Like I don't even have the drive to be like, you got to memorize this. But back then I was like, you have to know every verse in Sure Shot before you go back to school. It's like why before you go to school the next. And like I I was thinking about this not too long ago. I haven't memorized a rap verse in like eight years. Like I can't. It's just not happening. I don't have any no. incentive to do it. It's no. It's not interesting of a thing to do the way it was when I was like, had the physical media. I feel like I owned something. I was a part of it. Now I'm not a part of it. Next up, our partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. Um, I gave it a try originally because, you know, pills on an empty stomach make me a little nauseous as I've talked about. And I like the idea of like a simple, easy step. First thing to do, uh, tackle in the morning, just a nice, simple, easy activity, which starts getting me my 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality just by drinking down a nice glass with one scoop of water, one scoop of powder with a nice glass of water. One glass of AG1 and one scoop of water would be tough to drink down just because of the powderiness of it. Um, and you don't need that much because they have 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients in just the scoop. I literally was running through the night. I recently competed in the Hood to Coast Relay, and I was I smashed down AG1 uh, in the middle of the night because I knew I, I was getting up and I wanted to make sure I had my nutrients in me. And it helps me get down that glass of water, as I've said numerous times. It's delivered to me every month, so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. You know, I love my basic early step in the healthy direction, and I just keep staying on that path all day. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's athleticgreens.com slash mighty. A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Check it out. Try it free for 30 days. Uh, you know that works on me. That's enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription you don't use every single month. Now, with Rocket Money, you can change that with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills, all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought just to watch one show, or that free trial you never even used, or if you and your partner both have one of these services and don't realize you're double paying for it, your roommate, your partner, whoever, whoever you're sharing content with. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify your subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find the subscription you don't want and press cancel. Rocket Money will cancel for you. No more long hold times of customer service or tedious emailing back and forth. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Dang. 
Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash mighty. Rocketmoney.com slash mighty. That's rocketmoney.com slash mighty. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Rocketmoney.com slash mighty. I never thought about the gift thing that you lost because you're just like, oh, yeah, like you would get your parents even like, you know, like it feels weird to even even my mom now. Like we used to be like, here's a Rod Stewart CD. And she'd be like, oh, thank you. I love it. Or like, mom, remember you said you love this movie. Now you own it. Like and that was always like yeah. at least like a cop out gift in the last minute that you needed. The thing I think I miss the most is like special features. And I know you can like still special get the features. But man, I haven't listened Bro. to a director's commentary in forever. And that shit was like, you got a movie. If there's something, excuse me, there is something about paying 20 something dollars for the Blu ray or the DVD that you're yeah. like, well, I can't just watch it once. That's not worth it financially. Like, I have to. Right. But when you're like, oh, I'm paying $7 a month for this streaming app, and it's like, I don't have to really buckle in and watch this amazon prime original like it doesn't matter yeah. that much so like but i remember being like okay i got the royal tenenbaums criterion collection on fucking uh dvd i gotta watch the other disc i gotta watch the director's con oh my god there's all and it's like i would watch all of that and i guess podcasting sort of ate that lunch a little bit now because like you could just get interviews and and find so much research easily on and googling all this stuff about the movies but there was something special about like a curated like even the dumb comedies dude the the fucking stepbrothers like deleted scenes and gag reels that shit like that shit made me laugh so fucking hard and that was like so yeah and as a kid as a young person who's into comedy seeing like them making each other laugh on set and the stuff that didn't make it into movies and or hearing the director's commentary about a movie and like hearing like I remember this is so specific, but like Talladega Nights, uh, the fucking uh, <laughs> the director's commentary has Ian Roberts, I think, talking to McKay and they keep talking about how everything is like CGI and, and faking, like lying and being like, this is all fake. This is all CGI. This cost us a hundred million dollars. Like, and it was just like, everything was about how, Oh, they, th that whole family digital they're added in post. Like they just keep making like oh, that man. gag. And I'm like, that's such a, that's like something that's completely lost on us now. Like that's just not a thing. C completely lost. Yeah. It was so great having that. And it, and like you said, you can do the interviews now, but, a director's commentary while the movie is playing is a one-of-a-kind thing. Yeah. There's no replacement for that. Because they're watching it and they were like, oh, you can hear them flash to like being on set and remembering when an actor was giving them shit or something. And they're like, <laughs> oh, well, uh, um, this was a tough day. And you're like, oh, <laughs> okay, okay. Say less. <laughs> we yeah. know what that means. <laughs> you know? Or like, they'll flash to like a crew member like, yeah, the makeup lady. Oh, she was great. But you're like, she wasn't great that day. Yeah. No, why did she happened. come to your mind in this scene? <laughs> something happened. You're seeing the fucking continuity wrong in the makeup or some shit that made you say that. Yeah. 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 They would have so much fun. That's a great bit too. That, that, that felt like nice. film a great school. Bit. Oh, it's a fucking hysterical. It was. Bit. Yeah. And it was and early film school. If we still had like libraries 
that were I mean we do, but it's uh, not what it once was. But like, or even like, if you can go to a place and take out the uh, the rent the DVD for a weekend and get the uh, watch it, then watch the commentary, then watch some deleted scenes, then watch whatever the featurettes, the gagorama, whatever the linearama, whatever the fuck they call that shit. You you could like yeah. have a full deeper experience with a movie you love than you can now on a streaming service. And the thing. You can't even fucking watch a movie all the way through the credits on streaming services now. Like, if you want, right? It, it should there should be like a default button Man. to be like, I get it. Some people want to just power through, and sometimes when I'm watching like a bad, a dumb, I shouldn't say bad. When I'm watching like a dumb series, like like for example, I like The Witcher on Netflix, but I don't need to know uh-huh. like who the Hungarian gaffers were and stuff like that. Like you know, like we can just let. I'm fine to jump to the next episode. But then when you watch like a feature film and you're like, man, that was, and then it just shrinks down immediately and an ad pops up or like, oh, yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, you liked Inside Man? Here's Roman Israel. You're like, no, no, don't autoplay that <laughs> stop, shit. I didn't, that. Yeah. I didn't want this. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the shrink down. I hate the shrink down. And then like Amazon, I was watching something last night and it was like, next up, three, two, one. I'm like, okay, I got to race you. Yeah, to stop you. I'm just not even ready. I'm not mentally ready to go to a next episode yet. I need to. I got to pause it. I want to use the restroom. I need to get a snack. You know, I got. I. 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 I just need mentally a second. And it's there like should... three, two, one. Next episode. Yes, dude. It's actually kind of anxiety inducing too, because I like it's de- obviously it's designed to like keep you watching, but like it's impossible to like stop it from happening i mean i am not yeah. great with technology I, I, I should just say that a huge asterisk on everything i'm talking about i'm not that great with technology so that is a part of the but like when i'm like okay hold on i want to watch the rest of these credits and then it like t- takes you and you're like i don't want to watch this next thing you're starting stop play and then it plays and then it starts the thing you were watching over from the beginning and you're like now i'm gonna scrub oh. through all the way to the end to watch the credits now like and i get yeah they they give me anxiety how quick they start the next thing. Now, you said something there that activated me. There should be like an old heads setting on all of the streamers <laughs> where it's like they're going to yeah. play. Because playing the credits, that's like the time where you go refill your coffee, repack the bowl, uh, go grab more snacks, go grab the dried mango or whatever you're fucking getting right. after. And then you're like, you hear the closing credits of the episode end, you hear the opening credits of the next episode, and you're like, all right, better get back to my seat, better get back to my seat. Like, that's the shit that feels real. Like, I watched, what did I watch that had commercials? Oh, uh, Jury Duty, I watched with Freebie. And oh, like, sure, on Freebie, yeah. And I hadn't had commercials in a long time, but when it when it played, I'm like, oh, normally I would like have to pause it once or twice to pee or to do something. Now I'm like, all right, well, I'll wait till the commercial, I'll just bang it. Like, and then it feels like- yeah. And I guess the only other time I have that is like on Sundays when I'm watching football or something is like, okay, on this next commercial break, I'll run, take the garbage out, bring it. But like you do your chores in like six minute bursts and shit like that, you know? Right. Like I miss that. <laughs> so I wonder too, because people would say, well, we're programmed for that in our, our age. We grew up with it. But I also think that there is something natural about breaks in a thing. You know, if you're not at the theater seeing a movie or a play, if you're at home, yeah, you have other stuff to do. You get, there's somebody else there and having like an act break with a commercial even gives you a chance to talk about it if you want to or or do something like something about it is also natural that we can accept as like this is part of it i don't need to sit down i'm at home right i don't need a half hour blocked out or three hours completely focused on this 
It actually kind of, you said it brings you anxiety. It kind of makes me mad. I'm like, don't go to the next program, man. Yeah. We're going to fight, Amazon. (laughs) Give me a fucking Give me a break. Well, you, you, you said it, you said it there. Like, I, I'm a very lazy, like I'm powerful. Like I, I can watch, I can consume media fast and easy and process it and all that with or without cannabis. I'm just, I'm Gucci all the way through. But yeah, sometimes you'll be like, yeah, I watched five straight hours of this hour long. You know what I mean? Like I watched six episodes right. <laughs> of The Wire last night. It's like, no way you soaked all of those in. Like no way you fucking, you're like, right. yeah, I guess you. there's no way I could. No human being can handle that like six unbroken hours of that heavy, uh, dense drama. And it's like, yeah, I need an episode break. But so I've had to start doing shit for myself. Like me and the wife started I'm a Virgo. Uh, you know, we're recording this. Yeah, the, uh, yeah Boots Riley, Boots Riley shit. shit. Yeah. And it was mad good. And we watched two and we we're like another. And we were like, no, let's just do no. two a night. And then like, and then also, because sometimes you burn through a series and you're like, "Fuck, I'm done with the bear. Now uh, we gotta find now some what? other shit." Yeah. Now what? Now I now I miss the bear. Instead, like giving myself that two nights, two uh, excuse me, two episodes at a time. Stretch. You also want to be on your phone. So like, if I know a commercial's coming, it's like, well, that's when I'm gonna pick up my phone and I'll do a quick social thing. Yeah, or, or like you know your shit's vibrating, be, you know, like you know your shit's popping yeah. off a little, and you're like, do I pause this and just make sure it's not important? Or you're like, if we, if there's a commercial, you're like, I'll deal with that in, in between four and seven minutes, like that. Exactly. It, it can sit for that. Or like uh, sports are great because when they go to commercial, that's when you go to Twitter and you're like, what's everybody what's, what's everybody saying about LeBron? Let me see the memes, you know? Yeah, yeah. But since we don't watch any shows at the same time, we don't get that with TV. Like, yeah, it was HBO you know what I mean? Sunday Nights was like the last version of that, I felt like. That was the last version like, of it. Game of Thrones, then like maybe Succession to a lesser degree, but like nobody's watching. Yeah, Game of now, Thrones for sure had that. Yeah, but no one's watching everything together anymore. As a matter oh, of fact, it's oh. like crazy. Like when the bear all drops at once, which is crazy. I feel like we could have talked about it for eight weeks if they let it play, uh, 10 weeks if they played it out weekly. But when it all drops yeah. at once, you like almost have to be like, well, I got to go off social media until I finish the fucking series now. Because heads will just fucking run through it in like two days. And then they're like, yo, that's crazy. Spoiler about the last episode. And you're like, oh, I didn't want to read that. Yeah. Or you're reading like the meme joke reactions to the final. And you're like, this is giving me too many clues. I, and and I hate that shit. I'm oh, always man. like, stay off social media till I finish it. Or like when a big movie comes out and you're like, fuck, I got to wait until I see Barbie before I even open my phone now because someone's going to spoil. Exactly. And then the other thing. So there's two other things. Like there's the artwork. Like I think you were hinting at it earlier. Like if you're a kid, right? And you got the Lion King tape, VHS. Then you also had that in your room. The, the, the VHS with the artwork, you were like immersed in it. You know, you had like art on your wall for that. Now they'll post it online, but I'm not going to look at the picture for a movie on my phone every day. It's not a part of my world. I'm not engulfed in that thing. But like when Jurassic Park, you get that DVD, you got a poster, you had the whole thing. And it's like your kid's theme is like Jurassic Park for a year. Now it's it can't be. It's not a part of your world. You know, I got like, I remember getting like Tupac (laughs) Machiavelli album. In yeah. like '97, <laughs> and that uh, the image is him on a cross, like a little Jesus imagery. Yeah, yes, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> that was my mood for like two years. I was like Machiavelli in this son. Look out, y'all! I'm out here, and I had the booklet. It was on my desk. 
You know, I could carry the CD around. It like was a defining point that now is completely gone. And then the sounds of uh, analog. You knew stuff was working because you could hear it. Especially yes. with like his tapes and VHS. You press stop, it goes click, click. It stops, you know? You rewind, it's like, it's rewinding on you. You knew something was happening. Now, you press something. If it freezes, it might be doing something and it might not. You don't know, You dude. just have to how many, wait. How many times I've been watching some shit being like, oh, fuck, it's loading. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, I hadn't pressed play. It's just paused. And then You're sometimes I'm like, oh, it's just paused. <laughs> I'll hit play in a second. Then I'm like, no, it's fro And like, I have shitty internet. I'm I'm assuming people have better internet than me around around the country, around the world. Uh, and I'm sure people have worse as well. Uh, I'm not stupid. But it feels fucking crazy to be like, a DVD or a CD would skip and you'd be like, what the fuck? I need a new one. Now it's yeah. just like, <laughs> I'll be watching a movie and it like just freezes and I get like the little buffer. And I'm like, this is more annoying than like, if you took care of your DVDs, they wouldn't do that shit. If you took care of your VHS, they wouldn't do that shit. Now it like- yeah. You can still like, sorry, Net Netflix quit, you know, on you or like Netflix is actually for all their shitty thing. Like their app is like the most uh, fucking like uh, a lot like powerful. It's like it's hard to take down yeah. Netflix. But I've had some problems trying to watch old movies on Netflix. Like if you search or you come across something that's not super popular, an old movie and you press play and then it just starts spinning. And I'm like, is this in your catalog or not? And it never plays. Yeah, that feels like, like an old like 90s Elf movie. is like, okay, hold on. Okay, where's John Q? Okay, John Q was around here somewhere. Yeah, we it's definitely John Q. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was trying to watch like Long Kiss Goodnight or something, like the old uh, Samuel Jackson thriller. Great movie, yeah. And it just would not play. And I was like, and then I said, okay, well, let me put it on my iPad. I saw the iOS is better than the, uh, the app, the Apple app, the TV app. Yeah. It won't play on the iPad. And I'm like, yo, do y'all don't have this movie? Is you, yeah, are don't you let lying? me you, you yeah. messing with me, man. We have to take this outside, Netflix. And isn't it crazy? Like I have almost all of the streamers. I, I like I'm a member to all of them. And right. I understand that that is that is privileged, but in my mind, I am hoping to make money off them. So i I'm okay with putting out whatever it is, eighty dollars a month, a hundred dollars a month into all the and I Damn. and I watch a lot of shit. So I, I, I can't get mad at myself. Right. But then I yeah. still I have an another app called Just Watch that I use to find out where the movies are that I want to watch. And then so frequently it's gotcha. like this isn't on any streaming services. And then I'm like, I gotta rent it from iTunes or Prime or whatever. <laughs> You're back and I'm in like, the loop, yeah. So now I'm like, all right, so I'm paying for 10 services, and the last four movies I wanted to watch hadn't been on these services. And they used to be fun to shop. Like to click around in for like a movie head, you would be like, "Oh, sick, sick! They have this now." Yeah, everything got so flattened, and obviously Max, I think, is like the worst version of this, where it's just like mm -hmm. it used to have like now you'll go and be like, "Oh, HBO," and it'll be like The Wire, Doctor Pimple Popper, uh, Cabin <laughs> right. Rescue, re Restaurant Fires, uh, you know, a hundred and one places to diarrhea before you know like it just be like these like eight things and none of <laughs> and like even netflix you'd be like you click on the blockbuster movie section and they have like yeah. 11 of their direct to netflix movies and i'm like nah right. if it never went to a theater it wasn't busting blocks it's not your block i'm sorry it wasn't busting <laughs> blocks look that, this is my out. theory too <laughs> this is my theory for netflix too what i think they could have done or like humans are high hierarchical beings we operate with like 
this is the boss, this is the work, you know, yeah. and anything. And like, we can try to get a, get away from that, but it's going to exist in, in, in some way. And so I always thought Netflix should be like, oh, you come to Netflix, this is basic cable, not, not different prices, just categories. This is basic cable Netflix. You know what you're going to get. This is our stuff that rivals NBC, Fox, CBS stuff. And then here's cable Netflix with like, this is our FX, AMC type of stuff. And then this is premium Netflix, which is this is our HBO stuff, just so you know what you're getting into. Because when you used to scroll channels, you'd be like, man, I'm not trying to watch. Let me put on Comedy Central because you knew what you were going to get. That you're in the vibe for something in that world. You're in the vibe for a a certain level of quality, too. It's like, I don't want to get too heady, but I want some cop. Let me get that procedural popping. Right, right. But I don't know which exactly. one I want to watch. I'm trying to just search like things, not search everything, you know? Yeah, like I want to just go on TNT or TBS for some shit exactly, right now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like, oh, I, I, like, oh, that makes total sense. And there, some of the streamers are cool, and they, like Shudder has like channels where they're just playing mm. stuff. And so that's kind of cool where it's like, oh, the slasher channel. It's just slasher movie to slasher movie. Just slashers, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, that's fun. Shudder is a horror app, so that, that makes a little more sense. But it is very fr- – here's another frustrating thing about streamers that drives me crazy. I'll be like – here, it just happened the other day, and uh, I'll be like, oh, shit, Idris Elba. Oh, cool. A fucking <laughs> thriller on a plane? No doubt. Let me click on this. And it's like, new series, episode – and I'm like, yo, I need to know if it's – I need to be able to tell if it's a movie or a series because that's a full different vibe. And they don't want you to yeah. know the difference. They want it to all just be – because that drives me crazy where I'm like – Cause I like to watch random shit. I'll be like, you know, I like thrillers yeah, yeah. and I like action movies. So I'll hunt outside of my own taste or things I haven't heard of and be like, Oh cool. A French crime thriller. And then you click yeah. on it. And then when you open it up, it's like 12 episodes. And you're like, yo, I'm not trying to commit to that right now. No, I'm that's not for- where I'm at right now. And it's but and that's even- a great quality too. A lot of people don't do that. Like searching and finding things out of their, out of their normal, you know, everything is so niche. This is kind of another thing we lost with with streaming. It's like only watch what you want to watch. At right. the time only you want to watch it, things not you already only like. What you want to watch, but what we think you might want to watch. Yeah. What our app is to our programming, our algorithm is telling you you might want to watch this, Aaron. You're like, wait, no, but I am a screenwriter, TV writer, film uh, buff. I you can't actually know what I want to sit down and watch right now. Like yes, these yeah. are in my wheelhouse, but I'm sitting down to watch Tampopo now. Sorry, threw you for yeah. a fucking loop. Deal with it. You, you know? didn't expect that, did you? No, yeah, get this John Q out of here. <laughs> give me, give me. Amelie I know I've and said it eleven times me. on my most recent episode, but that doesn't mean I want to be watching it. Netflix. Yeah, that shit's mad because, infuriating. Yeah, and and they totally and because of their own, obviously, just how capitalism and uh the shit works they they are so prepped to show you new shit too it's like this is our newest series and i'm like no 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 i'm i'm still not caught up on everything like i don't need to watch your newest dumb series i still got like six more things i want to watch that are mad old and they're hard to find when shit is like and now every I have to just search every app. Like I used to be able to like open up Hulu and be like, right, I was watching Alone. Here's another episode of Alone. Or like, you watched yeah. Alone. Here are three other survival shows. Do you like that? Now, every time I open the app, just all new shit is happening all the time. And I just got to always search. And I'm like, if I always got to search, that's the same thing as always opening up and putting on Channel 29 for MTV or whatever. Like, exactly. it's the same shit again, but without any agency, without any power. 
every algorithm should have to run through a team of human psychologists, people that just study like human nature and condition, because that's what's really missing from it is it's so computerized that there's nothing, there's no human touch to it. Like if you finish watching like Extraction 2, yeah. big blockbuster, it should be, after that, it should be like counter-programming. It's like, you watch that, maybe you want to watch some, um, the Dick Van Dyke show, a different tone, even it out. That's yeah. enough shooting for the day, you know? Or, right. or uh, and, you know. And Netflix will <laughs> say, like, oh, you different. watch Extraction too, so you must like our direct to Netflix action thrillers. And you're like, no, 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 not necessarily. I might like it because of Chris Hemsworth. I might like it because people are talking about it right now. I might like yeah. it because I like shit set in India. Or I think Extraction 1 yeah. in India. Uh, but like, I might like it because like it's this. That, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, you don't know. And you're right. I think it needs to be human touch. Like, I, I think it would be great. It'd be like, all right, especially on like YouTube and Twitch and shit, not like <laughs> right. where it's like, all right, let's, Let's just remind this guy that trans people are human or like, let's make yeah, this guy watch yeah. one black YouTuber for fuck's sake. Like like one yeah, non white yeah. right right wing freak. Like, let's just inject some sort of like, you know, salve into this guy, like the diet that this person like, for example, like if you just saw your homies smashing fucking chicken nuggets and nasty fast food and you had the power <laughs> to like get him to eat one bowl of greens. Like that, yeah. like that, like the algorithm needs to do that for people. It's like, yo, come up for air, please. Watch this. This is yeah. a watch Casablanca. You know, like get get this in your <laughs> bones. Take a fucking breath, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, bro, just drink some water. I'm gonna yes. give you. You gonna watch this, Mary Tyler Moore? We got this. Uh, the Breakfast Club. You just been killing too many people today. Yeah, you can't watch all four John Wicks without <laughs> like getting the rom com in there or Terms of Endearment and just you know chilling out a little bit. Oh yeah, you like dogs? Play okay, like, here's uh, Marley and me. You know, like, like. <laughs> <laughs> the only counter programming now is like the Apple screensaver. It's like, oh, here's the ocean and some jellyfish. Here's downtown or, LA. Yeah, like, oh, thank <laughs> yeah. You. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can breathe now. I can breathe again. <laughs> it is. It is infuriating how much like. I I get this is like the old man in me and the sort of like, I know this is like, I, I'm starting to sound like my dad did back in the day where like, it starts to feel like you don't have any choices. Like you, like people are like preventing you from making. And like, you start to get like yeah. all fucked up and you're like, no, no, like I want to choose. And you know, like people are always like vote with your dollar. Like if you go to see this movie, they're going to make more movies oh like that. God. But you're like, but if it's the only movie coming out this weekend and I want to go to the movies, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to probably see guardians three. Okay. Like, yes. It's, yeah. <laughs> that's the other part that that's like messed up now is like, especially old people, older people will be like, it's market forces. That's what determines this thing. Market forces. And now we know like it's not market forces. It's just the whims of billionaires. So it's like, so you're like, oh, vote with your dollar. But if you don't do what they want, they'll just cancel everything and lay off 10,000 people. And you're like, what? That's not what my dollar was saying. I wrote a note on it. Like, my dollar was talking so loud, but you got the wrong message. I'm not getting more of what I want. Yeah, it feels crazy, especially when you're buying, like, a monthly membership. Like, if you're a monthly member at a gym, you can go up to, like, the front desk and be like, Hey, the lat pull down machine is always nasty. Can someone clean right. that? Or like, hey, if you guys ever want to get uh, more treadmills, that'd be dope. They're clearly we clearly need more heads. Like we're clearly overworked up there. But like, I'm a, you're a monthly member of all these apps, and they're just like, this is the next series we greenlit. This show works for us. This is the kind of stuff we yeah. like. And it's like, 
yo, why don't you ask all of us who are paying $12 a month? What I, I'm not I saying mean, like vote on this. The, Amazon did that shit back in the day. And I thought that was cool. Like they, when they first went originals, they made five pilots and they said like, vote for which oh, one you right. want to go to series. Yeah. And that was kind of, I mean, that, that fucking throws the whole system for a loop and there's ways to game that shit. But that felt a little bit democratic at least, you know, like yeah, there's there some, was something felt, to it. Like, if I'm going to be a participating member of the Netflix library, I'd like to say, like, hey, don't cancel this show or, like, make me one. And it doesn't matter, like, because you'll be like, yeah, this show was watched by 250,000 people. You're like, that's a lot of people. They're like, yeah, but we canceled it after two seasons. Like, why? It's like, because we have a million other things. And and low key, everything gets more expensive in the third season because contracts usually only have the first two. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People don't know that. that this is a two year contract. Once that's up, they have to give negotiate with everybody, including the stars and the showrunner. Everything more expensive, but they can't track how much money you generate for them. They can talk about right. subscribers, but they can't prove, or you can prove in a court of law that your show brought in enough subscribers to justify a bigger payment for everybody. Right, but back in the day on like uh, broadcast television, you'd be like, look, I made Family Matters. This is how many people are tuning in each week. That means you're charging this much for the fucking Clorox commercial. Yeah, Yeah. so that means I got a bigger slice. Now, you know, they just like fucking three-card Monty around who's watching what. It's like, even like when, even the brags about streaming and The Rock is the king of this shit and I talk shit about him all the time. But when he's like, over 7,000 hours unbroken watched of like, it's always like weird metrics that like, Back in the day, right. be like, How do we, we sold, calculate we this? sold, yeah, we sold ten million tickets. Now it's like over seven thousand unbroken minutes of Black Adam have been watched on the Max app, and you're like, what the fuck is this even? Compliment? Like, <laughs> Red mean? Notice has been more screened more times on more screens around them, and you're like, nothing. You're saying you're not saying this movie is the best. You're not saying everyone loved this movie. It's all about like minutes watched. It's like what kind of yeah. fucking Brit? It's like I played the most minutes in the NBA Finals. It's like yeah, but home- <laughs> homeboy over yeah, here scored, no- scored fifty points. Yeah. Like why are we talking about you most no minutes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this guy won. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like not taking a taking us anywhere, man. I mean, uh, 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 yeah, The Rock. Who else did I see doing that? Maybe it was Ryan Reynolds or somebody, but yeah. Yeah, he's, up, watch, he's that level of this many TVs, too. This many TVs turned it on. You know, it's like, what am I What am I understanding? It? But you can't even trick the algorithm. What happens is, like, on Hulu, I'll watch old programs a lot. Like, uh, uh, I was watching 227 recently, the old oh, black yeah. sitcom. And it won't recommend other old sitcoms. It'll just be like, you want to watch Abbott Elementary. I'm like, bro. No, I want to watch. Give me another obscure 70s, 80s sitcom. It's like, no, Wonder Years. That's a new one with black people. You want to watch some new black? I was like, I don't want to watch something new right now. Give me some old, the old movies on HBO too. And it'll just be like, okay, you watched uh, 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 this old movie. I watched The Fly. The original Fly was on the HBO Criterion thing. And it was just like, now you want to watch Shazam. Part two. It's like no, man. Like, no, no, Those two all. things are not the same. I want black and white. I want no special effects. Just <laughs> yeah, at least uh, acknowledge that I watched this thing and that you're calculating. Right. It'd be like that. here's here's five other things that are similar to this. Yeah, and maybe one of them is Shazam, but the other five are black and white monster body horror movies from back in the yeah. day. Just give me give me two. While we're putting Hulu on blast, here's a good one, and it directly relates to you. 
I was behind on Grand Crew and Abbott Elementary. I had like four episodes of each, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Had like nothing going on, just smoked a ball and was like, gonna blast through these shows. Watched them all, and Hulu recommended after I finished all that. It's like auto started if Beale Street could talk. And I was like, wait, no, no, no. Did you think I was just watching this show for black people in general? Because it's like the vibes are that's a huge vibe shift. It's like from two comedies to sitcoms to a uh, drama movie, but it's just like the thing they have in common is black casts. And I was like, you got me wrong, Hulu. You know, my biggest regret from from Creed is just that we didn't have a commentary. And I was like, I sent a few, couple of emails and a couple of texts. I was like, oh, can we record? Can we do some some stuff for this? And we did some behind the scenes interviews like during shooting. And none of that stuff is on like the DVD. And I'm like, I just want to do a commentary and talk about oh. the shooting of the movie. I know. That's so crazy. And because I'm wondering, is there even a market for that anymore? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's is just there? us, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, I don't know how many copies of Creed you need to go no. out and buy. <laughs> I think there's a bigger market now because like more people are into making of things now, you know? Yes, I think you're and right. And more people have like YouTubes or TikToks or anything or have like little review sites and like think people would still want that i don't know if people are gonna buy dvds again i think i mean we're learning that streaming was kind of like not a profitable business it's a good tech business but they can't really make continuous money off of it it has a limit you know yeah i got my mom a way to watch shit but like other than that yeah there there's there's no way like it can't be non-stop growth right like that's the thing that we're learning it's like they just can't keep growing because there's a limited amount of people that would subscribe and yes you get all 50 million people to sign up and then raise it two bucks and you get an extra hundred million dollars a month that works but if you keep taking shit off that people want to watch or people like you burn people a few times with like lifting series off whole like people are people are going to be pissed and jump back to this two season shit for a second like all of these shows this is the the real fucking part us like this is the yeah I'm glad you got stay tuned. This is when it gets hard. Yeah. yeah. It, it fucks fans and creators because, like, how many shows start really sizzling in their third season? A lot of comedies uh, and even yeah. dramas and, like, fucking interesting stories. And and some in the second season. Some of the So we're already in this fucked up place where a lot of shows aren't even getting a chance to find their feet because it's one season and doesn't doesn't get an audience. So people are like, it's gone. It's like... That could have been a really good show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that could have been something that people gave a shit about. Yeah. And so then you're like, oh, okay. But now it's not. And then a show gets a second season and you're like, okay, now we're cooking. And then it's not about whether people are watching it now. Then it's immediately like, it just costs too much to fucking make a third season. And it doesn't cost too much. It costs the right amount that the creators and talent and everyone on the show deserve but they, they're not, no one wants Bro. to pay that because they could just get a new show for two more seasons with new talent that gets new billboards. With You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, all you need is 10 seasons of Stranger Things, 10 seasons of House of Cards, and just two seasons of every single other green light. Everything and that's else. fucking garbage, man. And this is my point to it, that even, like, should hit the people that are doing it. It's like, this is actually anti-capitalist. Because in a capitalist system... When you do something, you're supposed to make more money off of it. And other people are supposed to make a lot of money off it. Like, that is actually the right 
capitalist dream is like, oh, you invented something, you came up with something, you have art or anything. It's like milk it, you know, and that's the right. part of capitalism that people would like rail against for a long time. This, this milking of stuff like, oh, now I got and it was a joke like the Simpsons used to be like Simpsons lunchboxes and Simpsons is it's everywhere. But that was a key component. But now you can't even create something and continually make money off of it. Like we're not even practicing capitalism and entertainment anymore because we're not of, making that. We're not. Yeah, we're not given the opportunity to get something that gets the six seasons. And now you're making money off the stranger. Th- and that's the thing. It's like let the Duffer Brothers and Netflix get paid. Let uh, Millie Bobby Brown and Netflix make money off of that yeah. Stranger Things. Uh, now it's weird because, and this is uh, this is going to sound so corny, but it's like, yes, we used to make TV shows into lunchboxes. Now it's yeah. like we make lunchboxes into TV shows. Like, <laughs> this is already IP. Like, let's flip it into a TV series. Like, this is already a That's kid's what you toy. Do. Let's make it into a fucking TV series. And it's like Design the GI Joe. With a kid. <laughs> yes, yes. Design a lunchbox with a character <laughs> and then just wait for and then the pitch money it to roll as IP. In. Everyone's yeah. familiar with this very popular lunchbox called the John Gabriel show or whatever, you know, like <laughs> back your way in. Well, I have friends that work in independent film and they'll they'll get like a like no, a, my, a, my brother-in-law no, and they don't. get like a Yeah, no, I don't anymore. They're, they're going to be fucking waiters. Nobody does. Enough. Nobody works in independent <laughs> film. My my buddy Sadly. he I know. My buddy's like we found this great script for a Western. No one wants to make it. I'm like, well, what's the plan? He's like, well, we hired a comic book writer and artist to make it into a graphic novel. And then if we can sell the graphic novel and people like the graphic novel, then we can use it as IP for the right. And I'm like, whoa, that that's. And then similarly, they wrote a movie. No one wanted to buy the script. They made a podcast that covers the same topic as the movie. The podcast sells, and then they're like, "Oh, you know, we should make a movie based on this." And it's like, "Funny, you should ask." And it's like, yeah. it's all so ass backwards. And it's like, we need someone to already prove. All the people making decisions are money people. Back in the day, they at least used to be fans of movies yeah. and TV. They used to at they least like be like, people. "Yeah, I used to be like this." Jaleel White guy's got juice. Like, you know, like yeah. we should maybe do another <laughs> season of Family Matters. He's this Urkel something. character is popping off. Yeah. Like that shit doesn't Well, it's the same thing. Like if you are going to pitch something, right? Let's say it's like original and they're like, okay, great. Um, you, you know, you talk about it. You have the script and then they're like, what do you have? A lookbook? Do you have a sizzle reel? Do you have this and that? It's like, yo, I can't make the movie and then pitch it and right. then <laughs> make a different version for, for crowds. Like I can't make you a private version of the movie not I, that's what a script is just your imagination is supposed to make this the script work have you not read a fiction before like anything yeah. and also this script is a lot of free work on my behalf to help try to sell the idea of the exactly, movie. exactly now you're asking me to do more free work at this point i should just make the movie and bring it to you <laughs> and like see exactly. if you want to buy it. and that's like you know a fraught system as well but it, it does feel like it feels like they're hamstringing themselves, and maybe I'm just thinking that to be like an ideologue here or whatever, an idealist sure. rather. But like, it feels like they're hamstringing themselves by like, no one seems to really love TV. You know what I mean? And it's all like, well, the algorithm yeah. says we have to make more shows like this, and it's like, what do you want? Like, what is? 
oh, when so-and-so ran Paramount, they did Godfather, they did this, and you're like, whoa, that's fucking cool. Like, that guy greenlit, the, that person, usually a guy if we're talking about the 60s and 70s, but, like, right. that person greenlit this, greenlit that, man, they had fucking, oh, shit, they had an overall with, you know, like, Warner Brothers botched their deal with Christopher Nolan, who's, like, one of the handful of people left making original movies that people are going to, like, yeah. and Warner Brothers botched that shit, like, by fucking fucking up tenant and you know all this stuff and then he makes oppenheimer with universal and it's That's like crazy just one fucking streamer just has to be like hey we're the artist's streamer and like right. you know we're, we're we intend to make tons of money just not disgusting amounts of money and and everyone will come to them you know like everyone who yeah. wants to, every big name will go to there to make their movies all, you, all just one person has to go all right you know what fuck netflix fuck apple here i'll make the deal here's my deal this is my weird ass studio let's go like I, you know what like i can't give you 200 million dollars to make your movie but i'll give you 50 million and let's see yeah. what you do with 50 yeah and it's like fuck someone would win Marty Scorsese's got a fun game going on that he like goes to Netflix and he's like, I want to make The Irishman. It's three and a half hours long and has Robert De Niro in like de-aging makeup or de-aging effects. Yeah. They're like, okay, cool. That might give us an award. They Nothing happens. Irishman sits on Netflix. Marty goes to Apple. Hey, I want to make a three and a half hour movie with Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio about the like plight of the uh, indigenous people in America. And they're like, uh, cool, cool. He's like, got to put it in the theaters, of course, because I wanted to. And they're like, yeah, of course, you're Marty Scorsese. And he's just like, right. takes them for several hundred million dollars. My man is just jumping from streamer to streamer going, okay, got an idea. You know, like. I mean, that's some that's some A list scamming right there. It's like, hey, three hundred million. I want to make a movie. I got a book. Yeah, and they're like, Come on, let's yeah, do it. Got it. Like, let's go. <laughs> done. And yes, and done. you can put it on your dumb app and see if anyone who is like finishes Ted Lasso decides to put on Killers of the right. Flower Moon, like <laughs> autoplay killer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ted Lasso wins three, two, one, and then we <laughs> the trauma of <laughs> the super heady traumatic movie comes on right after. But what you just said was so good. Like, I think that's what a lot of people are wondering. And like, really, you know, smart people are like, if you just had a studio and you were like, we're capping movies at 50 million, we're going to make things cheaper. We're not going big blockbuster. We're going to make like adult thrillers or we're going to make rom-coms again in mass. And we're going to make, you know, six, seven, eight, ten movies a year instead of like one or two. Right. That that try to appeal to everybody. We're going to slim it down. And, and one of them might make... be everything, everywhere at once. Yeah. One of them might be one of these like runaway hits that aren't huge, expensive that that does numbers. But at least also you're fostering talent for, and you're like, hey, this movie didn't do great, yeah. but working with this director was dope. Let's switch it up. You know, here the similar parallel is the everyone knows Chappelle got like what sixty million dollars for his Netflix deal, right? right. And and, and right. Chappelle, one of the best of all time. I, I can't really speak to his new stuff too much, but. What if he made ten million, but you took the other fifty million? You could give that. <laughs> you can give a quarter million to two hundred comics to do their hour long specials, and yeah. who knows which one will sing? Who knows how much diversity you're able to get in there? How many uh, uh, assorted opinions and assorted takes? And then who knows what talent you develop? You're like, oh shit, this fucking iffy Wadaway guy is fucking hysterical. Everyone's going ham for his fucking special. Maybe we make a show with him. Like you find totally. you can. But people don't want to discover. They're just because it's not about getting Chappelle is what moves the stock well, prices. It's, not the fucking it's funny eyeballs. because yeah. it's funny because like Chappelle got the well he took the you know 
He left the money, then he took the money. If you take the money, if you ever take the money, then you took the money. I'll just say that about about that. But did they need like, <laughs> did they need so many specials from him? Like you said, what if you do two specials from Chappelle and then you give Astronomy Club two or three more seasons, the little, right. you know, the black sketch show that they did. Like I, I wanted more seasons of that show. But Me it's too. like, uh, we I was on it. We won't That's do that part, one. Partly why I wanted more, but also it's fucking funny yeah. ass show. That I, show was funny, man. And they canceled that. And now I got to sit through three, you know, however many Chappelle. It's like, I don't need that much Chappelle. I don't need that much Chris Rock. You know, those no. guys also have a back catalog. Right. <laughs> those guys <laughs> so have cool been working. Yeah. They've been working. It's crazy, uh, man. And maybe it's time for like, if I was a huge fucking star and someone's like, look, I'm going to give you 80 million for your new special. I'll be like, look, I'll take 50 million, but give me 30 million to develop some other shit with you guys. Like, like, like the dream, that right? Be, like Chappelle just takes yeah. 20 million and is like, here's a million for a Donnell Rawling special. Like, you know, you know, uh, rising tides lifts yeah. all boats, throw out some fucking fresh, fresh faces that you like, you know, like here's Michelle Wolf special, whatever, like whatever it might be. Yeah, I think yeah, Chappelle's something. friends, but he could also go like, saw this young black I saw this young comic perform and they were fucking hysterical like I want to give him a special can we I'm going to give him $200,000 for my development cuz that used to be what yeah. it was like back in the day like I think like right, Adam right. Sandler's got it figured out you know he gets his fucking billion dollars from Netflix and then just keeps all his friends in <laughs> keeps everybody working forever. keeps everybody yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keeps oh, his like man, eight friends friend. from NYU still fucking working. Like, I need a friend like that bad. I need Adam Bally to pop off ASAP. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what, yeah, I mean, what big pop off. <laughs> they don't make them like that anymore. No, <laughs> Adam Sandler is no. one of a kind, right? And people, people don't even. And Adam Sandler is one of the best because he doesn't then do like. He also has a mobile company and a tequila company, and a, and right. he's doing car ads like. Yes, he's a huge mega celebrity, probably a, a bit of a conservative. He's got weird friends, but the dude just makes comedy movies and just hires his friends. Like, I got no fault for a guy who's taking a million dollars off Netflix, uh, millions of dollars off Netflix to do that. You know, he's still he's making his still style of dumb comedies. He's not like, yeah, I'm now a big time thinker, interesting person in any way. Like, there's something powerful about the choices he's making. When like you put it like that with him not having like alcohol or a cell phone company or buying a sports team, it's like, actually, you can really respect that. Like everybody doesn't need to, it's too much cross integration and I don't, I'm not buying everybody's damn alcohol. I'm drinking, I'm still drinking Jack Daniels. I'm sorry. Like I'm not <laughs> buying your new special alcohol. I don't give a shit. <laughs> and, you, and that's what, that's what bothers me too. Cause it's like, like the rock and uh, Van Wilder, uh, Ryan Reynolds, like they're two of the biggest culprits of that. Like they're they're just like yeah. they're just be they're not movie stars. They're just brands. Like you're not like oh sh like back in the day you would be like oh Ryan Reynolds oh The Rock that they're gonna be fun in this movie. Now it's kind of like The Rock has two movies a year, but I also he's also on every single thing and producing this show and guest star like. He's just yeah. he's just he's ubiquitous to a degree where he, he's it becomes a turnoff, and you're yeah. like fuck, dude. Like there, we used to just not know shit about some people, like some celebrities, and that shit was fire. Celebrity like is about <laughs> celebrity is about mystery. Celebrity is about mystery. So like social media, once you get a certain level of celebrity, you got to get off social media. You don't need to be posting. You need to like people need to not know what you're doing. And I think there's actually like a little bit of a backlash right now against people being too big. And you've seen people kind of fade and like The Rock's had some movies didn't do so great. I think even Kevin Hart's kind of went to the back a little bit where he 
still has his things, but he's not so in my face all the time. Right. So I think people I think are learn. like pushing back against that now. We do not want you all the time. We don't want you on Twitter. Twitter's for regular people to talk junk. It's not for like super famous, super rich people, you know. All yeah, same media, shit with really. commercials. Same shit with commercials. I get that there's spokesmen, but like Paul Giamatti does not need I, I and anyone who's listens to our pod knows <laughs> oh I'm on this God. shit all the time. But Paul yeah. Giamatti does not have to be dressed up as Albert Einstein in a Verizon commercial. Oh. Give that shit to some that. sketch comic. Give that shit to some guy, some kid who will give them fucking health insurance for the year booking this commercial. Instead, it's and, Paul G- Academy Award winning Paul Giamatti just making another fucking couple of hundred grand. Like, give that money to someone else, please. We used to make commercial people would be their own kind of celebrity, like the the Verizon right? guy who became the Sprint guy. Like, yeah. used to love that, or like the uh, Sham Wow guy and stuff. Like, yeah. it was a corny thing, but. You could make your own like little. It would be its own thing, and we like used to love that, or even a character, and somebody would voice the character and be like pizza, pizza, or whatever it was. Right, right. But now it's just like oh, celebrity, and I hear Brie Larson selling a Nissan. Like I don't give a. Why, yeah. why do I care what car and Brie There's Larson Brie is Larson, driving? John Hamm and Pete Davidson for Mayo, and it's like, <laughs> and, and like that, it makes Super Bowl commercials mean nothing anymore because Super Bowl commercials used to be like. And and it's gonna be a big celebrity randomly in this commercial. How fun! Now every commercial is now every, every commercial is one. a Manning brother. Like almost every yeah. fucking commercial. Like six out of seven commercials is Eli or Peyton Manning just getting yeah. fucking paid. And that that used to be the place for struggling actors to make their fucking living to like s- stay alive for a year to get health insurance for a year. Now this is a whole nother conversation. We don't have time for this, but we we need to start getting on people again for selling out. Selling out. Selling out, Selling made, out became, went out of the way and get your bag came into the lexicon. And yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm happy. It's like, okay, I want my friends to get their bag, but I don't need fucking, you know, uh, Brian Cranston to get his bag of Mezcal money. <laughs> like, I don't like the dude's got 100%. Malcolm money. He's got fucking Breaking Bad money. He doesn't need Mezcal money, too. Like, I'm happy yeah. for him if it works out. But like, that to me starts like, if fucking Ryan Reynolds is like, use mint wireless i'm like that's selling out bro like that's fucking selling out if you're a crazy gin guy and you're finally getting to sell your brand of gin fine but otherwise it all just feels like selling out like how much fucking money do people need i know i need more than i have but i i could imagine if i made a certain amount of money you wouldn't i would never be on social media i wouldn't you would never see me again i don't like (laughs) no you i would only just do the work that i wanted to do i wouldn't you don't have to do everything and even like 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 a Snoop who's kind of like led the way in all this. It's like I don't mind when I Snoop pops up on something, but get your bags to turn into you got you got your bag. You, you get your bag now. Get no out more, of the way. <laughs> you you already got yours. Keep it moving. Keep Sir, your mind moving. Your bag is full, Mister Snoop. Continue moving. <laughs> Time for someone else to fill up their bag. Yes, dude. You know? Snoop is a Snoop's a mad culprit of that shit too. With like his social media is like all ads and like fucking clearly oh, like Snoop. viral videos run by like some twenty five year old kid or something like that. Totally, totally. He's 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 a king of he's a king of it. He'll just, you know, if somebody needs some cool an injection of cool, it's like we get Snoop to sell it or yeah, Snoop like will Snoop be out there. Shaq, you know, you you take your pick. You know, yeah, yeah. And Snoop's funny because like athletes are one thing, but like Snoop was like straight like a gangbanger turned like now he's like with martha stewart like oh you gotta buy my lighters (laughs) snoop got famous and then had a murder trial those were like in the same year 
<laughs> and kids don't even know this, but like he was famous for rapping and it had a murder trial in like the same year. So <laughs> what happened? But yeah, selling out is now like more important than making it. It's like I want to make it and then sell out. Then I'll then I'll yeah. really <laughs> I hope I hope I'm finally an Oscar winner in a really beautiful movie so that I can make a fucking popcorn movie where I make a million dollars, then sell the toys based on my likeness and get money that way. And then I'll do the a voice, the video game like you're like, no, 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 no. Just don't make good art and we'll take it from there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And bring back voice actors in animation. <laughs> Dude. Fucking hell. Yeah. Cast animation like it doesn't it doesn't have to be the same like 11 it doesn't have to be will arnett in everything <laughs> yeah. i like will arnett but homie is the he's got a great voice too guy is everywhere and then they start a yeah. podcast I, I i can't i can't get into it all right now <laughs> yeah yeah we'll get back we have to come back <laughs> we have to come <laughs> back i would be down to talk selling out again but that was our talk on fucking analog tech and like man Aaron, you made me miss some of this shit hard. Like, I might have to go go through my DVDs uh, at some point and, and pull some in. Maybe find some sh- sort of shelf space for at least like forty movies I want to rewatch. Make it through them over the course yeah, of a, time. a year, and then go f- swap yeah. them out. That might be yeah, the move. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. But what uh, what would you like to plug? Where can people find you or uh, see what you're working on or check out what you've done and shit like that? Uh, where you want to? Uh, yeah, I'm. Um, Check out my Twitter, really go to BearCove, at BearCove, and then click on the link to my link tree, as everybody has now. But I got the podcast, Black Guys on White Movies, where, you know, we look at white movies as cultural artifacts, kind of. Like, what is <laughs> what are they saying about white culture? <laughs> and uh, I just put my short film online. It's called The Last Real Magical Negro. So playing, <laughs> making fun of the magical Negro trope that's, that's in movies and, and, and literature. So check those out on my link, and then uh, we'll be back. As soon as the strike over, working the next day, of course, and I'll have something new. Yeah, yeah, I'll be ready to go. I already have like five projects lined up. I'm getting my bag as soon as the shit clears. Got to get that bag, and then you can see me on a lemonade commercial selling vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Look for me and Aaron selling big boys Mike's Hard Lemonade in, in 32-ounce <laughs> bottles or some shit. <laughs> Yeah. Please. Also, if yeah. you're listening, we will do it. I'm not sell. I'm not not out selling out level yet. I still need fucking. I, you know, I got yeah. fucking bills, baby. I I live in an apartment. I'm 40. I want a dishwasher. I want a yard. I, I don't have a bag to get. I'm trying to give have a bag so I can get something that in I can that. Put bag. money in. Yeah. I don't even have yeah. the bag. No less. A I don't bag. have the bag. Oh, yet. So you know, Mike's. Let's talk or uh, whoever. Chris, I don't know who makes. Even makes vodka. Yeah. I don't know. Well, everything is like owned by Chevron or Blackwater now, so it doesn't matter. It's yeah. like all. <laughs> yeah, it's all Vanguard, BlackRock, holler at us. You know. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm ready to. I'm literally ready to sell out. Uh, as for me, you can find me on my other podcast, Action Boys, and also 101 Places to Party Before You Die. Now on HBO Max or Max, or rather, I shouldn't say now. Saying hopefully still on Max at this point, unless mm. Zaslav gets all fucking zazzy with it. Uh, and we can't be having that. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. 
in a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, body blow, body blow, body. someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. <laughs> what? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.